You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 243. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 243. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, beautiful. How are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty good today. Feeling pretty damn good? Yeah, I'm feeling spry. Wow. Spry and sprightly. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a lively. For, for 65220, sprightly is uh, difficult to do. That's right. I picture you kind of dancing on your tiptoes and right. <laughs> knocking shit off the walls. and Which has happened before. That has. That I'm has like, happened. wait, calm down, honey. You're way too big for that. Like, you're way, <laughs> way too big for that. But you've just got this little... You got to stay in the pocket. You got to have that. You got that spirit inside. Yeah. I do. You, you do I have do. to stay in the pocket. I'm feeling, I'm just feeling good. Good. I'm excited for you. That's awesome. And it is March. We are, are are we officially into spring yet? No. Not not, yet. Not quite. Not quite yet. Yet. Cannot wait. I I do feel love in the air though. So maybe spring is here. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it is relationship month. You're welcome. Here on the Joy Junkie Show. And we're going to be talking about a lot of relationship sorts of topics that pertain Primarily to intimate partnerships, marriages, dating relationships, etc. However, a lot of them will be about communication styles and tactics, which will be very applicable to how you converse with your family, your siblings, your parents, your workplace, your boss, perhaps your coworkers, your subordinates, how you communicate with your friends and colleagues. So I don't want you to hear that and then dismiss if you are uncoupled and thinking, oh, none of this is going to apply to me. Actually, a lot of it probably will. Makes you uncoupleable? Right. Ugh, no. Bad joke. What is wrong with you? I don't, know. I don't know. I you're don't know. Just, you're on timeout. <laughs> you're on timeout. But I I am really pumped up about a couple of things. Well, first of all, hello, guys. Welcome. Oh, I, yeah. Hey. I, oh, I, hey. There's a podcast. Oh, hey, guys. We forgot that it's not just us chilling out in Joy Junkie Studios. Hey, a couple of things that you need to know about. I'm really, really excited. I'm like beyond myself excited. You are? Why? Yes. I, for the first time in probably about six or seven years, I'm going to be teaching a live relationship course. Live. Yes. Coming to you live. Coming to you live. So it won't be a home study program. There cool. may be a featured Mr. Smith Might happening. Come in there. Oh, okay. So anyway, all of that will be coming at you later on. You'll hear about it later on. But if you are like, oh my God, yes, tell me first. I want to know about all of the freebies and the bonuses and I want to get the best deal and all of that. You've got to get yourself on the VIP list. Go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash relationship and you can enter to be on that VIP list so that you get all of the sweet swag. And, uh, would you, that be a Valentine in progress list? VIP? What's it? What, what does VIP stand for? You're killing me. 
Right? Really? Very important. Yes. Oh, yeah. very important person. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I can't. I can't with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, somebody clearly uh, needs to have the mic. So I'll knock it off. Why don't why don't we pass it over to you for a little segment we like to call Would You Rather? Yes, we do like to call it the Would You Rather. And I God, th- give this man a mic. To- <laughs> <laughs> so today's Would You Rather comes to you from anyway. it's sponsored by the letter Sp- Q. <laughs> And the symbol of the heart. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have permanently involuntary nostril flare or <laughs> permanently creepy eyebrow raise? You know that one? Okay, wait. Where you raise them both kind of slow a couple of times? Like? Like, it's it's hard to do on the radio. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so. Or there's point- one where you just raise one eyebrow twice real quick. That's pretty creepy. I like how we leave dead air there for just a second. Because so you have to do it. They can they can visualize us <laughs> doing these creepy eyebrows. Okay, so my question about both of them is, like, is it a permanent flare of the nose no, like no, that? Like it, or it's, like, wavering, like, back and... Back and forth? Yeah, like, is it is it, like, going like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or is it when you talk... Open? No, 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 no. When you talk, it will flare. And but does it stay or, flared or does it? No, it quivers. Ins and outs. It ins and outs. Yes, it quivers. Yes, no, the eyebrows aren't, you know, stuck in creepy eyebrows. <laughs> like, like you like just constantly are like creeping, the rock creepy eyebrow raising. like with the the people's eyebrow and it like would just stay there. No, like what you would imagine if you went ew like that, like that eyebrow raise. <sighs> You're so gross sometimes. <laughs> I am. You're right. Well, this is a awful. Would you rather? I mean, well. My nostrils do that already. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. I can't tell you how many times I've edited a video or I've <laughs> I've looked back at photos of me doing theater and I'll be like scowling in the corner and my nose is like, like I guess you do. I do it now a that lot. I'm, like noticing, yeah. I so I do. pick that one. So you pick that one because I'm, I'm already very familiar with that. Uh-huh. Although You don't want both. I've noticed, have you ever done that thing where you open your front face camera and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. And there's I like, think I'm opening the camera and it's facing me. And I've got this like confused look on my face. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always this furrowed brow. Like, it. so it's more of a confused brow. It's not creepy brow. Right. But I kind of do that one too. So anyway, I'm going to go with definitely the flared nostrils because I've been doing that my entire life. I think the nostril flare is... The lesser of the two, in my opinion. You, well, especially for a man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's I true. really think, you know, that's one of those things. Especially that- for a man massage therapist. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine everyone's like, you? He's, he's a genius. Like, he's really, really great. <laughs> it's an SNL sketch waiting to but happen. It, it totally is. But he's got this, like, permanent creep brow look. Yes. And even when he's describing stuff, like. Even when he's tr- not being creepy, he's creepy. Yeah. Ah, that'd be the I think, worst. I think you're going to have to go with the nostril yeah, I'm going flare. With the nostril it's flare. far more disarming. Sure. All right. So we would love to hear what you would rather every single Monday over in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club on Facebook. It's our private Facebook group for all the audience members to come and get additional support. Every single Monday, we talk about the Would You Rather, and it's pretty hilarious to look at what people's reasoning might be. It's pretty fun. So come hang out with us. You can find the link. It will direct you right over to the Facebook group. But if you wanted to go directly to thejoyjunkie.com, 
slash club that will take you right over there. And in addition to that, I do bonus trainings every single Thursday. I jump on live. We do, they're called Q and Slay. And I cover off specific topics that have come up from the group where you can get custom advice and support from the entire community. It's a really, really great group. Very active. Super, everyone's respectful and connects with each other. And then even if I'm not available, everyone supports each other. It's just a really great community and completely free. Cruise over to joyjunkie.com slash club and join us. I think you'll dig it. And don't forget to let us know what you would rather for this week. And today's topic is a really, really powerful one, I think. Hmm. And it is five relationship mistakes that you don't know that you're making. Ooh, okay. A lot of this stuff is going to be habitual things that you've done, things that perhaps you did in your last relationship, things that you saw modeled for you by your family of origin or your parents or whoever. And a lot of these things we adopt and we continue to do them over and over again. And we don't realize that these are the elements that we could make a tiny shift in and completely change how happy we are in our partnership. Hmm. That is really important for me to say at the get-go because I don't think anyone out there purposely goes, let me create all these barriers inside of my relationship. Let me guard myself off. Let me let go of saying kind things to one another. Let me. Nobody does it purposely. We just kind of find ourselves at this place where we're not super happy in our connection. We feel like there are grievances or there's things that are lacking or whatever it might be. And we don't necessarily look at some of these subconscious things that we might actually be doing. Hmm. So that's exciting because first of all, once you have that awareness, now you can create change. And the other thing that's super exciting about it is they're all fairly simple. It's not something like, you know what, you guys need to book an entire week off to go to Cabo and be on a vacation. Right, little things you can do. In fact, as I've been researching a lot of content that I'm putting together for this new relationship course Mm -hmm. coming, probably at the end of March, possibly first week of April, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be March. I have been reading a lot of John Gottman, who is a huge pioneer in the field of relationships and primarily communication. And one of the things that he has said repeatedly in his work and something that I believe very strongly myself is that connection is built with small little instances daily Yes, over time. It's not having a weekend away. It's not having even a weekly date night. It's the day in and day out stuff that makes the biggest impact on the happiness of your relationship. So if you were to rank your relationship right now from a level of satisfaction, from one being totally not satisfied to 10 being extremely satisfied, and you're maybe, I don't know, maybe you're in a rough spot and it's like a two or a three, maybe you're in like five or six, or maybe you're even in a seven and eight. The deal with creating more satisfaction no matter where you are is the very small daily things. Wait a minute. I don't mean to interrupt you, but did we miss a little something out in the bo- from the background? Oh. I think I hear something out there and Do you think it's You got coming? on a roll and and I, I heard it in the distance, but I didn't want to say anything. You didn't want to say it did it did it sound like it was coming around a mountain? It did. It was coming around the mountain. Oh my god. Oh 
Oh, there it is! There it is! There it is! <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. You are so right. I mean, I completely didn't even hear it. You were going right into your topic, and I was like, oh, wait, I think... I think I, I, I you're right. That was a free shit alert. Yeah. I almost missed it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is why we keep you on the show. <laughs> you are invaluable. That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's why we don't pay you the big bucks. <laughs> That's why I don't get paid at all. In well, in, maybe in sexual favors. Well, there's that. Okay. Yes. We digress. It. Here's the deal, you guys. I put together journaling sheets for this episode as well. I'm going to talk to you about five specific instances in your world that might need a little shakeup, and they're probably going to be nuanced depending on each person, each person's relationship, each person's partner. I want you to get clear on where each one of these five topics affects you. That means you've got to not just be listening to this on your way to work or while you're putting your makeup on or doing cooking or working out or whatever you might be doing. You actually have to take some concerted effort and jot down how this stuff might be influencing your overall happiness and satisfaction. Go to the show notes page for this episode, thejoyjunkie.com slash 243, and you'll see an option to grab the journaling sheets that go along with this episode. This will help you really start to decipher how it applies to you. And I cannot tell you how many times I have had students in my class, because every single class I do has either a workbook or worksheets that happen every single week. Of course. I can't tell you how many people have said, I didn't realize, fill in the blank, until I wrote it down, until I started journaling, until I went through the worksheets. That is exactly what's possible for you. There is some sort of psychosomatic, somapsychic situation that happens when you move your hands and actually write shit down. That would be somapsychic. So I never know which one it is. Psychosomatic goes from the psycho to... Physicality. physicality. Yeah. So it's soma psychic? Soma psychic, yeah. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Never say we didn't teach you something. <laughs> so be sure to have your journaling sheets before we go through this. Cool. Did I miss anything else? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're on, on track. All right, sweet. Good listening skills, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Pay attention. Let's talk about the very first item of business. Okay, so number one is a very, very common mistake and also very incredibly easy to remedy, and that is expressing your wants and needs when your partner cannot hear you. This Mm. is so important. I have found that a lot of people who listen to the pod or hang out with us in after hours or students, etc., get really empowered, right? And you start feeling like, no, I am allowed to ask for what I want, or I can say how I feel about our financial situation or wanting to go back to school. And they start to get excited and empowered, and I'm going to have this conversation with my spouse. Or for those of you who are uncoupled, I'm going to actually go and have this conversation with my mom or my boss or best friend. And then they negate if the other person is actually ready to receive that information. Perfect example is if you really want to talk about an upcoming trip that you're going to plan, you want to talk to them about maybe going back to school or hiring a house cleaner or whatever, and they are doing something else that's occupying their mind. Perhaps they are, I don't know, working on a project at home or watching television. Maybe they just got home from work and are trying to unwind. Maybe they're in the shower. 
Maybe they're, exactly. Maybe they're in the shower. <laughs> there could be any number of things, but here's what's happening. A lot of times we think just because it's really important to us and I really want it to be important to my partner that you need to talk about it right now. Yeah. Right now. And what we don't realize that we are doing is we are totally disrespecting and disregarding where the other person is in that moment. Mm. So then this is what usually happens. You say, hey, and you launch into it. Hey, I want to talk to you about this. And what would you think about this? And what would you think about that? And then you usually get one of two responses. You either get somebody who shuts you down because they're busy. It's a really bad time for them. Or you get somebody who pretends to be listening but isn't really listening and then doesn't retain the information at all. And then it becomes a huge blowout fight later. Totally. Because they think that they can't tell you how they feel. They can't say, babe, I'm really not in a good place. Or they don't have the language to say that. You and I have worked this out over many, many years where you – This is what is key here, where you've – You've been confident enough and also kind enough in your delivery to say, babe, I can tell this is really important. I really do want to discuss this. I'm not in the headspace for this right now. Yeah. How you articulate it is key and my receptivity is key because there's times when I've wanted to be like, fine, fine. You don't want to talk, you you know, back in the day where I took it offensively and now I go, oh, okay, where he's at right now matters as well. So then I've gone, cool, babe. No, I totally get it. You're right. You just got home or you're in the middle of a project or whatever. When would be a good time? Yes, totally. There are multiple components that are key on both sides. Here on your journaling sheet, I want you to look at perhaps when you try to converse with your partner During inopportune times when they aren't able to hear you. Now, if you're, you have a partner who never wants to talk ever, then we have a completely different, that's a completely different situation altogether. But this also can happen with partners who there's a falling out or there's an upset or you're pissed about something and one partner wants to settle it right now. And the other partner is like, I need a minute. Yes. Both of those things are valuable. Both of those things matter. So you each have to figure out, and this is what we'll talk a lot about in the course that's coming up, how both people can feel honored with how they operate. Because you pushing somebody into listening to you is not working, right? Yes. And it's also really disrespectful. Right. And and if you really want to get your point across, then why don't you do it at a time when the person has the bandwidth for it? Exactly. You know, like it just makes sense from both sides. It, it absolutely does. And that's, that's so key, what you brought up. At the genesis of all of this, at the nucleus of all of this, <laughs> is that we all just want to be heard, period. So when we're yelling and screaming or when we're making passive aggressive jokes or whatever we might do, Even if we're talking to our spouse when they clearly just had a horrible day at work, we just want to be heard. We just oftentimes approach it in a way where we can't be. Why? Like I said at the very beginning, because we were never taught. 
We saw certain things as we grew up. We learned how to protect ourselves either by shutting down or becoming really combative or by sweeping things under the rug. <clears throat> or just avoiding difficult relation or difficult conversations. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's my family. <laughs> that's a lot of people's family. You you don't get to have any sort of emotion other than happy. If you're going to have issues, do it privately. Right. Handle your shit separately. Don't be open about what's happening with you. So regardless of that, what I want you to start looking at is if you really want to be heard, when do you need to start having these conversations? And we'll talk more throughout the month about how to actually say that, how to actually address it. Okay. Be sure to jot that down in your journaling sheets of where you can start altering your approach in order to be heard a little bit more. Number two, we talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago. Assuming that you know what your partner needs. Hmm. This usually happens when your partner is in some kind of discomfort. For instance, they're really unhappy at their job. And so you say, well, honey, you know what you need to do? You need to quit and you need to go tell, or you need to go tell Bob that he needs to give you a 5% increase before February or, you know, you start going off about what your partner needs to do. <laughs> and what what is completely absent there is finding out what the fuck they need in that moment. They're already frustrated. You are behaving from a completely honest place where what you are trying to do is get them out of pain. Yeah. But in doing so, you are failing to ask them what they need in the moment. Another great example, your wife is complaining about feeling like things are getting out of control in the house or really feeling like she needs to get back in shape and wants to start working out. And so you come up with all of these solutions of what she can do. Well, you know what you could do? We could get you a a treadmill or we could do this or we could, you know what? Let me hook you up with this gal, Jenny, at my work. She's a nutritionist, blah, blah, blah. That makes total sense in people's heads to say like, oh, well, okay, let's fix that. Let's bring all the solutions. Yeah. Right? Or they're unhappy in their job or they are at odds with a friend. Oh, well, you know what you need to do? And you prescribe. Prescribe, prescribe, mm -hmm. prescribe. Instead of t saying, what do you need from me? How can I support you? And the first piece of this is acknowledging what they are feeling, not just what they are saying, but how they are feeling. So saying something like, damn, that must be so frustrating. Or I can hear that you are so upset about that, babe. I am incredibly sorry empathizing, sympathizing, telling them that you're sorry for what's happening. And then saying, you can also say what your instinct is. Like my instinct is to give you all these suggestions, but that might not be helpful. How can I be amazing for you? The other thing is I think people, if you ask them, how can I be there for you? Or, you know, what do you need? A lot of times they don't know yet. So yeah. how, how do you, I, I well, one thing is I think it it kind of gets the person thinking like, oh, what do I need right now? You mm -hmm. know, as far as support. But the other part of it is I think that can be frustrating for people too, is saying, well, how can I be there for you? Well, I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm just telling you that I feel like I need to work out. Yep. You know? Yep. 
Another way to approach it, I'm really glad you brought that up because this is a piece of semantics and how to change wording based off of what lands for each sure. partner. Yes, yes. And this can be an entire language all in its own. Mm-hmm. But a great way to do that would be to say, babe, I really want to be helpful. Tell me what's helpful for you to hear and what's not helpful for you to hear. Yeah, yeah. Because usually in that moment, you know what's not helpful. Right. What's not helpful is you trying to fix it. Right. What right. is not helpful is a bunch of suggestions. I'm not sure what's helpful right now, but here's what I already know. It's the same thing like when you are really unhappy in your job or career. You might not know what you really want to do with your life, but you're pretty fucking sure you don't want to do sales. You don't want to work nine to five. You do, you can talk about all the things you don't want in your job. Yeah. Same is true when you are supporting a partner. You can say, Tell me all the ways you don't want me to be right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, use whatever language works well for you. And that might. I guess that's uh, kind of trial and error, too. Exactly. And that might also be something for you to journal right now on your journaling Mm. sheets. What are the things that are helpful to say and what are the things that are not helpful to say? Maybe those are the the specific phrasing that you're going to use. Or even the things that you want to hear from your significant. Exactly. Or a person you're trying to communicate with. Exactly. Okay. Number three. Oh my gosh. This one is a fucking epidemic. You've stopped with the niceties. You've stopped just being fucking kind and polite. The thank yous, the I appreciate you. Thank you Mm -hmm. for doing that. Go back and look at your text thread. Yes. Go back and look at your fucking text Preach, thread sister. with your partner and tell me if there would be any clue that you two are lovers. Right. Is it just, hey, can you pick up milk? Or, hey, can you uh, make sure you grab dry cleaning? Or Johnny has uh, soccer practice tonight. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. Where is the plunger? Where Whatever. I can't tell you how many people I hear like answer their phone like, hey, no. Yeah, I already got that. All right, bye. All right, bye. Or they go, love you, bye. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Do you, though? Yeah, it doesn't seem like Because that was fucking rude. I feel like you would have been way kinder to the UPS guy. Or the police or (laughs) pizza delivery guy. It's almost like you're bothering me to contact me kind of thing. And this is your partner? This is the person that you collaborate on your entire life with? No, 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 no. I would I would go out on a limb that pretty much all of us were taught you need to say please and you need to say thank you to perfect fucking strangers. But then we don't do that with our own intimate partnerships. Yeah. So here's what you're going to do. I want you to look back at your text thread. I want you to figure out if you would have any – if anybody looking at that would be like, oh, yeah, these two people are clearly lovers. Would you think they are business associates would you think that they hate each other yeah are they exes are they (laughs) are they just tolerating each other and then i want you to start a gratitude challenge i Mm. want you to look for opportunities to thank your partner for anything and everything just be kind oh thank you so much for asking that honey or thank you for taking that trash out or you know i don't tell you enough how much i appreciate having a partner in crime I appreciate so much that we both are financially contributing and I I just don't think I thank you enough for that. Something like that where you're actually expressing gratitude to each other all the time. And that will actually lead me into number four, 
But there's one other addendum to this prior to jumping into number four. I want you to also take this challenge on. You can do one or the other, gratitude challenge or a text communication challenge. It can be actually, it could be text, email, phone calls, whatever. And this is something you and I started to implement years ago. And you brought it up actually from that exact same situation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you felt like our exchanges were like business partners. They were business transactions. Yeah. Yeah. This, you do this, you do that, blah, blah, blah. So we started making up a rule that, which we'd still do to this day, fucking like 21 years later, where every single text message, every single email exchange, pretty much, I would say we do this about 95% of the time. Every once in a while, we'll every ask now and a again, question. We'll slip through, yeah. But for the most part, it is something kind first before we go into logistics. So something like, hey, babe, hope you're having an amazing day. Thinking about you, my love. Can't wait to see you tonight. Really appreciated your efforts. Is it any one of those one phrases? Just one yep. simple phrase. Thinking of you so much. Any chance you could grab this? Or do you know where I can find so-and-so's number? Whatever. Then you can go into the operations of it. But start everything with some sort of kindness. And make it a rule that permeates all of your communication. Okay. When you're away from one another. Yeah. Right? Any sort of technological communication. Okay, so those are your challenges with the niceties. Look for gratitude opportunities and start infusing your text communication with things that are kind first. Yes, 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 to all of that. Which leads me to number four. You only gather evidence for all of the shit you're unhappy with. This came really to the forefront of our minds years ago. Years ago, this is our very first apartment that we had. And the shower head was pretty low. And as we've said, Mr. Smith is 6'5", so he's a tall drink of water. I am not. I am 5'1 and a half. You're a short drink of water. I'm a short. I'm a, I'm a little uh, <laughs> tumbler. <laughs> or what are You're a shot glass. What are, I'm a shot glass. That's right. <laughs> and Mr. Smith is a pitcher. And so we would always be putting the shower head either up or down, right? And so I would leave it down after I would get out of the shower. He would get in and hit his head every single time. That's right. I totally forgot about that. So he would say, hey, babe, when you get out of the shower, can you put the shower head up so that when I get in absentmindedly, I don't hit my head? So like clockwork, every single day I put I put that shower head up, put that shower head up, put that shower head up a majority of the time. One day I forget to do it. He gets in, he bonks his head. And then he comes to me and this, I give you so much credit for this. And he said, I, I hit my head on the shower, <laughs> the shower head today. And I immediately jumped in like, oh my God, honey, I'm so sorry. I try to do that every, and he was like, no, no, no. I realized that the only reason I noticed that you didn't do it today was because you do it for me every single day. Yes. And I don't thank you every single day for doing something that makes my life easier. So I certainly don't want to take one incident where you forgot and rake you across the And make it a big deal, right. Right. Because that will just harbor resentment. That's right. And that truly became a precursor 
for how we looked at what our partner did or didn't do in our relationship. That is why this gratitude piece is huge. We typically tend to gather evidence for all the things they didn't do. They didn't pay that bill they said they were going to do. They didn't contact the exterminator the way they said. They didn't brush the kid's hair the right way. They didn't whatever. They didn't initiate sex enough. They didn't blah, blah, blah. But what you don't comment on or pay attention to is all of the other shit that they do or that they are trying to do. Like if you've asked for romance and they did bring you flowers, did you say, whatever, that'll last two weeks? Right. Or did you relish it? Did you acknowledge the effort and go, thank you? Oh my gosh, this means the world to me. Or start giving out gratitude and thanks to them for anything. So let's say you're always irritated about household stuff. And that means that's really all you're ever looking at. And so you forget to thank them for all of the hard work that they put in to support the family. Or all of the times that they they take the baby into the other room when you have had your wit's end. Right? Yeah. We forget to acknowledge the shit that is happening. I'm not even talking about in the same category. I'm talking about in general, the contribution that they have to the relationship. What are you missing? What are you not acknowledging because you are so acutely focused on these couple of little areas that piss you off? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very good. And to those of you who think gratitude doesn't matter, because I've, I have heard this argument too, like why should I thank him for that? That's his role in the relationship or that's his job or that's her job. Mm-hmm. No, my friends, we know psychologically, this has been proven that children, that parents, that family members, that pretty much everybody across the board is motivated by gratitude. It matters. It influences the relationship and it hurts nothing. Right. It yeah. fucking hurts nothing. It can always help with the intimacy and the connection inside of a relationship. You have nothing to lose. Even if you cannot stand your spouse, (laughs) which is a whole nother issue altogether, try gratitude for one week and see if anything shifts for you. So um, basically what you're saying is show gratitude for for anything and it'll spread to other parts. Like It's basically... When we look at it from a metaphysical standpoint, it's very, very simple. You are just shifting what you are focusing on. It's mm, the exact same thing when it. I tell you guys, focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want. I see. Like instead of giving all your energy to worrying about your job, what if you put your energy into building up your resume, getting more education, researching job opportunities? It's a simple shift in focus. So you can stay completely focused on all this shit in your relationship and you will continue to find more and more shit. And I'm not saying don't work on those things, but I'm saying you're missing good stuff. Well, it's also just easier to live that way. Mm -hmm. It's easier to live in gratitude. It makes life so much more pleasant. I think so. Well, you and I, we thank each other for good sex. We thank each other for everything. Picking up, you know, we're obsessed with these like seltzer waters right now. Thanking each (laughs) other for that. Anything, even shit that like, isn't even on my radar, like cleaning up the patio or something like that. I'm like, babe, thanks for doing that. Even though I don't care if it's dirty or whatever. It's like, thank you. That's awesome. It hurts nothing. And I really think 
it is one of the, the pillars of why we are still as happy as we are. For sure. I agree with you on that. We go out for a date night and it's like, you're like, thanks for taking me out, babe. And I'm like, thanks for going out with me. Yeah. Every date night. Like it's you guys, disgusting, you it's guys. it's pretty disgusting. But <laughs> let me just underline: it's fucking working. Yeah, it's working. There is reasons why people always put in after hours or on Insta relationship goals. Hashtag relationship goals. Yeah, because we actually have figured some of this shit out, and it's not rocket science. Like I said, all of these things you can shift today and make a completely new trajectory for your relationship. Okay, number five, you aren't making your relationship a priority. Mm-hmm. This is where everything else just happens to be more important. The kids, the work, the in-laws, the obligations, the PTA meetings, the soccer games, the every fucking thing else besides your relationship. And then you wonder why you are only noticing the shit you don't like. Yeah, you take it for granted. Because you have a roommate, my friend. You don't have a lover. You need to cultivate this relationship. Ever have those friendships where they just kind of fade off? Guaranteed, you're not getting together. You're not communicating. You're not connecting. Same is true for that person you live with. I mean, come on. You have to make it a priority. If you have followed me for any short length of time, you'll know that I always say, if it's not on your to-do list or your calendar, it is not a priority in your life. You can look at those two things right now and see exactly where your priorities are. And if your relationship isn't there, if self-care downtime isn't there, if rich friendship connections isn't there, then no wonder it's lacking in those areas. Yeah. No fucking wonder. And it's extremely easy to rectify. You just make it important. You put it down. You start to create sacred time. For us, it's a weekly date night. We also typically do like a little debrief at the end of each day. In my office, I have this really awesome In the Joy Junkie Studio? In Joy Junkie Studios. And we kind of call it like the debrief couch. Like, let's go debrief our day. And we just (laughs) kind of check in with one another. And it's kind of a part of every day. We have a little bit in the morning together. But date nights are fucking sacred. And we only move those if there's another day when we can do it. Yeah. Otherwise, that's locked in because it is the most important thing. Yeah. You know, second only to self, you know, to really caretaking for ourselves because I don't believe that you can come into a relationship and (laughs) avoid codependency unless you're really, truly, madly in love with yourself. I think those are the richest, healthiest relationships and that's challenging to get to. Don't get me wrong on that. For sure. But- These are a couple of areas for you to start looking at. And I really need to underline again, it is likely that no one has ever told you this. You probably have adopted certain patterns that have come into your world. Maybe you did that with your ex or whatever. Please be compassionate with yourself and know that any little small step is a step in the right direction. It's better than where you are now. Right. Yeah. And you can do this. This is all a matter of just having the right information. And now you, you can have do it. it. You can do it. And you have this awesome freebie set collection of journaling sheets that you can really unpack this stuff. Free. Free. Totally free, my friend. And I would highly advocate if your partner is open and willing. I do know that I have a handful of couples that listen together or they say like, well, you know what Amy would say or, you know, which I think is so sweet. 
have your partner listen to it because it's likely that they could chime in. And it's also a great buffer for like, hey, listen to this. And then I would love your thoughts. And so that you could say, hey, what'd you think about that part of asking your partner what they need? Like what came up for you there? Is there ways I usually try to fix it that's frustrating? So it's a great kind of like entry point. For sure. Instead of just launching like, hey, I've been listening to some stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is, which can work as well. Which is great. But sometimes it creates boundaries instead of breaks them down. That's right. Um, Especially if you come at it like a know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Exactly. I was just thinking uh, like a little brainstorm. It's, you remember those rubber bracelets that used to say WWJD? Yes. You need WWJJS. What would a joy junkie say? Oh, you're sweet. Those would be awesome. I I find that sort of... I've actually had people suggest that to me multiple times. Oh, yeah? Which is funny. But I find that really arrogant. You just... You know? Like, I'm like, no. You know, you know what to say. Like, you can do it. I want to empower people. You yeah. Know? And... Yeah, I get that, I but know. I think I think everyone needs someone that is their, for lack of a better word, I know a both mentor. Of us, yeah, both of us hate this word, but a guru. Both of us, <laughs> everyone needs someone to yeah think of what would they say about this. Yeah, and you're that person. Thanks, so love. Just embrace the rule. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, babe. I really, I really appreciate it. See, do you see the gratitude, you guys? We just modeled it for (laughs) you. (laughs) And we didn't even know it. Didn't even see it coming. All right. So you have your homework set out for you. You need to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 243. Grab your journaling sheets. Do the work, people. Do your part here. And then you also need to get your ass on that VIP list, thejoyjunkie.com slash relationship if you know you want to really take this shit to the next level it is going to be good i cannot wait the research that i've been finding and the tools that i've been crafting and creating and pulling out that i used to use when i taught a lot about relationships i'm excited about it okay so i think that is everything for right now anything else you wanted to add no all right cool night out night (laughs) night Alvin, do you have anything to add? Nah. Nah, I don't. Nothing at all. Nah. Nah, I don't. Nah, you don't. (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.